Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker. Welcome to Bakes Takes Podcast. Uh, this is Saturday, July 31st. Hope you had a great couple of weeks. Uh, I uh, took last week off. I was sick as a dog. My voice went down an octave. I was uh, scaring uh, uh, pets and children, and I didn't want to inflict that upon you as you go to my YouTube channel or work out to my now lilting baritone is back, and we're ready to rock and roll. So uh, thanks. Uh, the reason I do this, Bobby and Jack, my sons, they're uh, 24 and 23. They uh, uh, were in business, undergraduate business programs in college, and they'd fire questions at me. I was, I've been in the investment business for coming up on 30 years. It blows my mind to say that. Uh, they went through the 87 crash, and so they know I've got some scars and some knowledge, I hope. And they and their friends would, would ask me about uh, the stock market, bond yields, uh, the technical analysis, which I'm steeped in, and I enjoy it. I really like coaching young people, and it's a great excuse, frankly, for me to talk to my sons just about every day. And it's, uh, I really enjoy it, and so I invite you to, to listen in. Uh, I go technicals first, fundamentals second. It isn't right or wrong. It's just it works for me. And you decide if it, if it works for you. The results are what the results are, and I think they're pretty good. Uh, I read the things maybe you don't want to. The Journal of Barron's The Economist. I listen to dozens of podcasts. I devour relevant newsletters. I monitor what my Google alerts bring. I point you to them. I always give attribution. But know that, that if you don't want to do it, uh, I'm, I'm doing that work for you. I eat home cooking. All I do is talk about what I invest in, what I'm interested in. And uh, so I have no conflicts. Tell me what your pain points are, problems you'd like solved, topics I should cover. I really appreciate the uh, the feedback, which is growing by the day. Thank you very much. We're always going to do this free version, but we're we're getting requests for a premium version that's more in depth. And which we're, we're I'm listening to you as to how I should should do this. We're going to use Supercast or Patreon, and, and it's going to be, you know, a, a very reasonable. And if it does, if we don't make you more money than than our uh, our monthly subscription, I'll fall off my chair. I know we're already doing it, so I feel very confident about this, and we're going to add a lot of value. But tell me how I can maximize my value to you. Uh, a weekly call with me on Discord that seems to be getting a good response. I'll teach technical analysis, especially with your stocks that are in your Robinhood account or Webull account or or Fidelity, what have you. I think that will add value. More on that coming up shortly. I want you to help me design the show and tell me how uh, I, I can be most helpful. Guests I should reach out to, maybe other podcasts where I should appear. Uh, would you like a text like I send my sons whenever I do a transaction? Uh, and give me everything um, uh, at this number, 610-331-4283. Call or text, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, I try to get in touch, back in touch with everybody within 24 hours via whatever, whatever medium you choose. And here's my disclaimer. This is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. And uh, my favorite segment is, is hearing from you. So these are fan mails, calls. And uh, I, I came across this chart after last week where my anonymous friend from New York said, I'm, you know, I'm really looking at rental property. And this really struck me. I mean, the, the title says it all. Bad time to buy homes, cars, durable goods. And complaints about prices today and concerns about inflation down the road have caused the recovery in sentiment to stall. And as I always say, look at the time frame. This goes back to the 80s. So this is 40 years of data. And, and uh, homes and cars are about as expensive as they've ever been. And so my, my, I'm reinforcing what I said to uh, my friend from New York. 
I think rental property is great. I think real estate is a great way to to build wealth. Uh, and I know this isn't stocks, but I want to be responsive to questions I get. Uh, I don't think you should be in a rush. And given this chart and given how frothy the market is and, and, and the anecdotes we're hearing about stock, about prices, housing prices going over asking prices, you know, uh, uh, no contingencies, no inspections. I would raise the bar as you scrutinize rental property and really make sure you want to be there for 10 years and be really disciplined about walking away if you have any sort of fight or flight uh, instincts that, that crop up. So I know bank rates are next to nothing, but at least you get the return on your money uh, the return of your money versus being worried about the return on your money. So I, th- I like rental property, but really uh, scrutinize and stress test given the way prices have acted. And it's, this this 40-year chart, I think, gives you pause. It gives me pause, at least. Uh, next, uh, 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 a friend of mine, Bobby's, uh, Ryan from Florida asked about, uh, you know, Bakes, you keep mentioning the cell discipline and, and what does that mean? And I said, you know, I keep the, one of my faults I'll, is that I see, I think everybody sees what I see and you haven't, you know, most of you aren't even 30 years old and you haven't had 30 years of doing what I've done, which is going through dozens of, of, uh, of charts, uh, hundreds of charts and really studying not only how to buy stocks, which frankly is, is the easier part of it really, but, but the sell discipline is, is monstrous. And I think, uh, as Mike will attest, as my sons will attest, you know, we've gotten, we've, we've gotten out of some situations pretty darn well because of the sell discipline. So, uh, First, there's two components. Number one, anytime you buy something, you ought to have 10 reasons for the rationale as to why you think uranium's going up or what have you. And then keep looking at that over time. And as you start to see two, three, four of those reasons go away, weaken, deteriorate, you pick the, uh, the verb, then you start considering selling. Now, the second part is as important, or frankly, I think it's more important, and that's the technicals. And this comes from a book that I I didn't bring with me today, but uh, How to Sell Stocks Short by William O'Neill, and it goes through dozens of of real ironclad history about stocks rolling over and declining significantly in value after big winners. And that kind of describes where we are. Stocks have been up for 10 years. Now we're starting to see some things roll over. So I use this example because it's more current than the Cisco example from the year 2000 that I used forever in presentations. But I, and I thought this would be topical given the COVID link, Royal Caribbean. And we've talked about this in the past, but and I, can't, I, I frankly wanted to make sure that it's still valid, and it certainly is. So uh, you see this arrow here at the top. Please go to the YouTube channel because it's really valuable for things like this. And this is the, the stock closing below the 200-day moving average at around 111. And as it turns out here, the other uh, parts of the sell discipline also came in. So when it closes below the 200-day moving average, sell a third. If the 50-day comes down through the 200-day moving average on the chart, sell another third. And when the 200-day starts turning down, even slightly by a point or two, uh, get out. And it all happened right here around 111, okay? And um, uh, the stock then was down to 19 bucks in a month. 
because of COVID, because the world was shutting down and no one wanted to be on a cruise. Okay, people say, well, okay, that that was a knee-jerk reaction and it went down too far, granted. But here's the, the cold, hard reality. The stock's at 80.50 now. It's still down 28% from that level. And you could have bought the SPY, the S&P 500, and it's up 33%. And in July of last year, we bought uranium, and that's up 87%. So that's the sell discipline. I'm going to be clearer, more clear about that in the, in the future. But uh, it's, it, and I can't tell you how powerful this is because it's dispassionate. It takes the emotions out of this. I know exactly, as I'm looking at the, the you know, maximum 10 holdings I have, if this happens, I will sell this. If this happens, I will sell that. And... It just flat out works. It isn't perfect. It doesn't get the top, but it, it it saves you a lot of money. What I'd like you to do is be honest with yourself. Go through your account, uh, uh, you know, Weeble or, or or Robinhood. I don't care what your account is, but uh, and fire away. You know, bakes. These are the stocks I have. These are the ETFs I have. Uh, what do you think? should I get out? How should I get out? And I think that's going to be worth the price of admission big time, big time. So, uh, Ryan, I hope I've clarified that. I hope it's helpful. I hope to everybody it's helpful. And please fire away, you know, bring me uh, your your problem children in terms of stocks and and, uh, and I'll help out. Please share this with your friends, your Reddit friends, Robinhood friends, anybody. And um, I'll offer strategy for all those stocks. Please stay tuned. My themes and groups, and I get I'm getting more excited about this uh, as I as I unfold, uh, you know, as I as I research this further. This is uh, the short DSPAC ETF. So these are 25 stocks that this this ETF exchange traded fund has shorted. Bet that the price is going down. And th- these are uh, companies that have gone through the SPAC process to become public. It's up 8% so far uh, in two weeks. Pretty good start. And I just like this thesis. Take a look at these. I wanted to uh, show you what the top 10 are. And, and, uh, and I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, ChargePoint, MP Materials, Open Lending, Fisker, uh, Open Door, Nikola, Butterfly, Canoe, and PaySafe. And that, those are the top 10. It's about half the fund. And I, I, you know, please tell me why these are going up. I want to be honest with myself. Give me the bullish, most bullish case. Have at it. Fire away. Tell me why we're wrong or why this ETF is wrong. But uh, I sent this out on Twitter. I didn't get any responses. So I think I'm on to something here. But I really want you to, to, to I want this to be iterative and, and collaborative. And um, to that end, I'm going to pick on two. Uh, Ride, which is uh, uh, Lordtown and, and Nicola. And here, it's right here in the journal, Nicola's founder accused of lying to investors in federal indictment. And I, you know, they can put all kind of legalese and, 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 and PR spin on that, but uh, the, the charges sound very credible in both cases. And uh, I think that these things are likely heading close to zero, maybe to zero, not overnight. But again, tell me what you're hearing as to why these things are going to rocket up. And I'll tell you, you know, my take is that, that Tesla gave all these EV companies and EV plays 
cover because the stock was just a moonshot, of, I forget, a quadruple last year, something like that. Well, now that umbrella is, 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 is rolling over. And Tesla, you know, blew apart numbers on Monday and the stock didn't care. And it trades at 134 times earnings. And how, how is that going to go up? I don't know. I don't know. And if Tesla gets a cold, everybody else in the EV space is getting pneumonia. And I don't think the grid can handle EV. Another point, uh, if you want to be an ESG investor, have at it. But that doesn't mean that, that, that there's some new nobility in losing money. And so EVs might be great 10 years from now for the environment. But right now, for the next two, I think these things are going down. And I think you should avoid these like the plague. So you be ESG. ESG and express those views some other way, but you're not doing any favors by holding these EV stocks, in my opinion. And I'm going to keep digging up more on this, but I think this is really promising. If we don't make 50% of our money uh, as these things descend, I'll be I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed. So have at it. I want to hear from you, please. Uh, next newsletters of the week: the Bear Traps Report. I always enjoy this. Uh, Larry McDonald's team. And this is kind of neat, uh, a little bit wonky, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, CFOs have always been seen as a pretty good uh, barometer of interest rates, and they tend to sell bonds when rates are going to go up in the intermediate term. And Apple, uh, uh, Loose Maestri, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, they're going to do another bond offering, their fifth in, the, in recent years. And bottom line is, take a look at this chart. Every time they've sold bonds, it's been a really good time to because interest rates have gone up right after that. And I think it's going to be happening again. I just think it's noteworthy. Take a look at it. And uh, if you're applying for a mortgage, I'd do it soon. So um, wheat futures, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty chart. I've always thought this, but it's nice to see other people being in concert with me. Uh, apparently, there's there's the there's poor growing conditions in North Dakota, and so wheat prices are going up. Like most prices are going up, but wheat especially. And I bring this up because the tags T A G S E T F that we own and has been a big winner for us is one quarter wheat futures. And so as as the uh, uh, the crop disappoints, prices go up. And this has got a target of, of 750 up, you know, probably 10, 15, 20% from where we are right now. And, um, and you're probably seeing it at the grocery store, but wheat's going up and um, uh, we're participating in that. So uh, that's the show, my friends. Uh, please, uh, and all of you that have uh, submitted questions, I'm going to get to them next week. I have not forgotten about you. Believe me, I'll cover everything. Um, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that are referenced are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter, at Bakes Takes underscore. Fire away with your questions through whatever service you prefer. I Again, I respond to everything within 24 hours, almost all the time. Uh, please use your voice memo app. I love to hear your voices and inflections. Tape your questions and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write in if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Have a great week. And for my Beacons portion, if you didn't see the ESPYs, you really missed out, and I really recommend you going to this link. Uh, I uh, have stopped complaining after seeing this. This is uh, Chris Nikich. I believe that's how I pronounce his name. 
He has Down syndrome, and he ran an Ironman. And it is it brings tears to your eyes. It restores your faith in, 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 in humankind. It is just remarkable, and we don't have problems. Uh, it's an incredible story. It's 12 minutes, and it's really worth your time. And uh, I, I please do click on it. You're, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Uh, and then for much needed levy, I miss Ralphie May. Uh, I think he's hysterical. He passed away. I bet you now it's two years ago. It might be three. Um, and he's just very. Hist- I just think he's very funny. And he contemplates uh, replacing racial slurs with the name of cookies. Uh, uh, these Fig Newtons are crazy and it is absurd but racism is absurd and he just makes it more so and it's hysterical and I recommend it highly and I'll see you next week thanks for everything, take care now, bye bye (laughs) 